I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to part two of Vicky Patterson and the Suit Your Two. I am chatting to, I hope you know this, but like, you look absolutely gorgeous, Bianca. Like, I was going to say, I'm chatting to the gorgeous Bianca Gascoigne, and I was like, I hope she knows she's fucking lush. No, I don't know. I, I oh. like, you know, I've seen pictures and videos. I'm like, oh. But I've always been like that. But even now, like, being pregnant is yeah. kind of enhanced that because you're like, I'm not even me anymore. I'm yeah. Just, you know. I just, I mean, I had a look on your Instagram, like, as I mentioned before, and I was like, this bitch has got a bum out and she literally just looks like me after a Chinese. Like, oh. you are so... But then I always thought you were gorgeous, Bianca. Like, I remember watching you on um love island oh my god how many years ago that like i don't know babe and and the maddest thing is is we're pretty much the same age as well aren't we yeah well i'm not too sure well i'm 36 yeah 35 yeah okay cool yeah so this was the same kind of area that we kind of went into the industry ourselves very different to how it is now but Yeah. yeah like that was I was 18. That's a long time ago. I know. And you know, I always say, obviously I was a little bit older when I started Geordie Show. I was 22. Mm-hmm. But I was like, actually in retrospect, I think that was a bit young. And I thought about the girls, one of them in particular, Holly was only 18, bless her. And I thought about that and I thought, you know, I don't, I feel like that is, it's not my journey. Like I didn't do it. So I can't say how she feels, but I, I think that's a bit young for reality TV me. Cause it, it is an intense experience, isn't it? Oh, it's, yeah, it's majorly intense. Like, for me, though, it was kind of different because, like, obviously, I was known through my dad. So I was going to say, yeah. Breakthrough of just me and me. And, like, obviously, growing up in the media, I kind of know that things are twisted and, like, in different, in different ways. So when I was on the show, I was just like, I hope I'm being edited in this light. And, you know, like, it was, there was a lot Were of... Were you a bit more savvy? Bianca, because yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly, and I think that's probably helped me throughout the whole time in in this media because obviously, kind of went through the worst as a kid. Yeah, because like, there was a lot of things that said about my family that were untrue, which probably wouldn't be able to get away with now because there's a no. lot more laws being put in place. But kind of, they could just print what they wanted. But I just wanted people to like me. I was like, just please like me because obviously at school I got bullied, like because of the name, and I was just like, oh, you know, it wasn't my choice to have my name, like. Um, when I was three years old, when I moved to Italy, um, I had to have the name and I was like, I couldn't spell it because I'm dyslexia anyway, but at three years old, I definitely can't spell gas lines. So. I actually do think that's a difficult one to spell anyway. I was like, yeah. Googling a day and I was like, uh, G-A-R. Yeah. You don't know what happens after the gas, do you? 
Yeah. Is that G A S? Is that how you learn? Oh, it was like a little yeah. song. <laughs> and then I uh, when I went on to um, Celebrity Juice, they actually did like a good spelling of my name, but they did it in like emojis. So they did a picture of a bee, uh-huh. a picture of an anchor, uh-huh. and then like a picture of a gas cylinder, and then a coin. It's like oh, we can simply fly it like that. Actually, <laughs> brilliant! God, Celeb Juice yeah. coming through with the great ideas. I know. <laughs> um, do you think, mate? You know, like I obviously you've mentioned your body dysmorphia and struggling mm-hmm. to come to your changing body. Do you think that's a product of being? like in the press from such a young age, like having people talk about your appearance, having people having opinions on your body, being exposed to stuff like Celebrity Love Island at such a young age. Do you think that's where it comes from? Definitely. Like I was always like, I have to, to like lose weight, I have to work hard. Like as you mentioned earlier, like, you know, it's just not, I can look at a cake and put on a stone. Do you know what I mean? So I was always a chubby kid. And then I just, I went through a difficult breakup when I was like younger. So then I lost loads of weight and then I did Love Island and then I put loads of weight on in Love Island and then like Heat Magazine would be doing a monthly progress of my weight going, she's up, she's down. So yeah, like definitely, like everyone was always kind of focused on my weight. And when I was in Love Island, um, Alicia Duval, um, it was my last week, it was in the final and we watched clips, nice, nice, like sentimental things said about everyone. He was like, yeah, that Bianca, she's uh, one cupcake away from obesity. So in my head, like if I look back at the photos of me now, I wasn't even like big, but. <laughs> no, mate, you were goals. Let me tell you, I wanted nothing. Even though you were pretty much just my age, I wanted nothing more than to be Bianca Gascoigne when oh, I grew up. I'm telling you, me. no, you were am- <laughs> no amazing then, amazing now. Like you were a fucking That's icon so with that long blonde hair and the little denim skirt. It's like, don't listen to her. Oh, no, you're actually like, <laughs> no. <laughs> it's funny. Oh. You just don't see that yourself. Like, no. That's it. <laughs> you don't, babe. And you know, we're always, we're harshest critic and we've got that horrible, like, voice inside that's like, you know, you can't wear that or you don't, you're too old to wear that or you haven't got the body for that or whatever it is, you know. And actually, when other people just look at you, like I'm telling you now, when I used to say on that show, I was like, she's gorgeous and she's kissing all these boys and everyone fancies her and I just love her. And that's how I felt about you. I was like, oh, she's great. So, yeah. that And that comment from that woman, I don't know her, but honestly, it just said so much more about about her and her issues than it ever would about you and your appearance. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> now I realise that. <laughs> Good. I hope That's so too. So much, but I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, me, and uh, you know, it's mad as well. Like I think about all the things you've managed to achieve, but you have been working for like 18 years in the industry, <laughs> haven't you? So you've recently did um dancing is it is it called dancing with the yeah, stars con the stelle, but <laughs> it's dancing with the stars which is you know like the american show obviously the england english strictly come dancing yeah that was that was a struggle i had to learn italian and uh learning languages is not my thing <laughs> now i i really struggled i did like french and german to a level and now all i can fucking say is like bonjour je m'appelle vicky <laughs> Rabita walls end like all my GCSE stuff and oh, that's about exactly. I can I can tell you I can ask for like a pencil sharpener but when the fuck am I gonna need a pencil sharpener <laughs> yeah. oh it's just mental so I totally understand the struggle but yeah. I really wanted to ask because I feel like it was a madness how did you end up on the Italian version you said before you lived there when you were younger was it from that yeah. so uh, well my dad did the jungle 
which was, it, oh, I can't even it. it's called Isn't the Famosa, which is the kind of celebrity jungle. No it's, way, they have it in Italy too. Yeah, he's done really well in it. Um, but that kind of brought him into the limelight again out there because obviously he used to play for Lazio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they were like, right, we want someone who blonde, who's bubbly. And then I just got interviewed for it. Never expected to get it. Yeah. I learned like a few things of Italian because when I was in lived in Italy, I only went to an English school, so I didn't know mm-hmm. anything. Um, so I was just like, oh, yeah, this is just going to be a long shot. And I ended up doing the interview, and they're like, oh, no, this is exactly what we're looking for. I was like, oh, okay. So then they were like, you've got three weeks to learn fluent Italian. I was like, this is like in my head, I was going, yeah, yeah, of course I'll do that. Absolutely. Yeah, it's like when you're sitting in a when you're sitting in a job interview, me. Yeah, you just type, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, of course. Oh my god! But then when you're like under pressure, like say if you do these like big shows and you do an interview, you're kind of like lost for words anyway with what you've got to say. So imagine like learning a bit of Italian and then just go. your brain just goes completely numb. But it worked out really, really well. I think what they're not used to is. A woman going in, having a laugh, having a joke, just being mm-hmm. silly. Like I think that's what kind of won the public over in a way. Yeah, it works out really, really well. Are you are you quite competitive as well? I feel yeah, like I like, yeah I got the answer. Like, like being brought up with you know professional sportsmen. <laughs> yeah. You know I am, and I love football as well. Yeah. So it's just like anything like that. I do like to do just do well in life. Like I'm yeah. a very passionate person. So I give my all to anything. Yeah, no, honestly, I get it, mate. Um, we have to talk about your lovely partner, Aaron. How did you meet him, mate? It felt like you just popped about <laughs> of nowhere and you just were like super happy. And I was like, because I have starting to sound a little bit like a stalker here but followed your love life a little bit um and when he popped up I was like he is fucking lush I'm absolutely buzzing oh, for her oh god I'm gonna tell him that he'll be loving it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it just seemed to happen overnight yeah well Aaron's been in my life for 14 years like we both met each other first time in Dubai at the races didn't see one horse um <laughs> we just got really drunk together on baby Guinnesses uh, <laughs> we've been friends and kept well not f- more than friends but like kind of he lived out there doing his job and we kind of was in, in each other's lives and I feel like timing is you know of the essence yeah. and you know you've got to trust the timing of your life and you come back into my life at the right time and then now we're, we've got a dog which is our third baby. We're having a baby. Like, yeah. it's all a bit nuts. <laughs> no, but, like, I just think exactly like you say, you, you, timing and fate and the universe and all that sort of stuff. I know it makes some people cringe, but I'm a firm believer in it all. Like, Urkan, for me, is absolutely the love of my life. But had he come into my life when I was, like, in my wild 20s and going on like an arsehole, um, obviously I would have looked twice at him because he's fucking lush, but I wouldn't I wouldn't have hung around because he wasn't being... He's what He wasn't cruel. He wasn't narcissistic. He wasn't mean. He yeah. didn't keep us on me toes. Like, I would have sharp got bored with someone so lovely. So, yeah. no, I think he came into my life when I was in a place where I'd worked on myself it's enough ruined. to accept that kind of love. Yeah, exactly. So I no, would have ruined it. That yeah. Thing. Like that, that I would have broke his spirit, I think. <laughs> 20 something, I was a knobhead. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> oh, pleasant. But no, I'm so pleased it's worked out for you. And does he have the family seal of approval? Yes, massively. Like my mum's always loved him and... Um, yeah, he's just well, we're having Christmas at ours this year. <gasps> Pressure, 
my family's coming round, so it's going to be lovely. Yeah, it's just everyone's just really happy for us. I think my mum just, you know, has been concerned for me whilst during this pregnancy. She's like, oh, you know, she just wants me to be right. So. Flapping, but she's a mum. She's going to flap. You know, you're always going to be yeah, a little yeah, girl. Yeah, yeah, and like, like you said, your mum is amazing. My mum's amazing. She's my rock. So yeah, I think she's just like. It's just a shame that you've gone through this. Trust you to have that. <laughs> you know, I'm saying, oh, bless I think the toughest people go through it. You know, that's what I like to think in my head. So I'm like, well, you know, I've been put under this pressure because I think I can handle it. Yeah, <laughs> so I deal with it. There's all those things on TikTok and Insta, isn't there? And it's like, oh, God sends his, he's like hardest battles to his toughest soldiers, and all everyone's just like, I'm fucking sick of it. I just want something easy. I. I, I I think you're so they say don't and I don't know how true this is again all I have is baby but they say if you have a hard pregnancy you're gonna have like an easy baby so fingers crossed for you mate yes, let's hope yeah. <laughs> I've got every every faith um so I mentioned family there mate and it, I honestly can't chat to you without talking about how much of a fan I am of your dad yeah um, <laughs> be, being a Geordie it would be sacrilege if I wasn't to, wasn't to mention Gaza um I suppose, in a sense, I hope I'm not speaking out of turn here or saying anything that will upset you, mate, but I feel like we've got quite a lot in common in that sense as well. Definitely, uh, definitely. I, I I know about your dad as well. Yeah. Um, You know, he, he has demons as well, you know, so I feel like we have an understanding without yeah. even talking about it. <laughs> we, we accept the paths that we were given in that yeah. sense and we know... You know, anyone that has an alcoholic in the family, you know, I always feel when they go, oh, yeah, well, I've got, like, an uncle that's an alcoholic. And I go, oh, I take a breather because I'm like, okay, you kind of understand. That someone understands, they get it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But as a child, I always felt like it was my fault that this was happening and I couldn't stop it. So I always felt that kind of big responsibility in that sense as well. I think you do, like, obviously making the documentary and meeting so many amazing children's children of alcoholics mm-hmm. through um NACOA, the charity. Um it's it's a common it's a common theme, V. Like you you wouldn't like you blame yourself, you wonder what you did wrong. Like you you don't know why they don't love you enough to stop. Like it's all kind of internalized. Mm-hmm. Um but of course we know like as adults there's nothing we could have done and that's just they're very poorly people. So mm-hmm. I feel like I hope, like, I hope by talking about it, you know, I've kind of educated people a bit better and hopefully in breaking down some stigmas yeah. and stuff. Because did you, I feel like growing up, it's quite a, a difficult one, a difficult pill to swallow, I suppose. Yeah, I think what happened in my respect was that I was at school and everyone was like, oh my God, Gaz is your dad. That's the most amazing thing in the world. And I was like, because obviously a lot of his stuff isn't documented. So yeah. for me... It was like, oh, yeah, like, it's amazing. You know, like, I get to go to the games. I get to (laughs) achieve these amazing things. I'm like, I'm kind of living the reality behind closed doors. There's a a double life sort of thing. I always, as a kid, was like, yeah, yeah, it's amazing, blah, blah, blah. So I kind of, like, hiding behind the truth in a sense. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. 
So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. But, you know, it's just what it is at the end of the day. And it's just the reality. And unfortunately, it is a disease. And it's still a battle. And it's just, it's just such a shame, you know, because... Yeah. You want it to be different. You want your family to be perfect. Like everyone wants their families to be perfect. It's like with Christmas, I find it quite difficult. Like I I would like to think I'm quite Christmassy, but still, you know, when you've got that kind of part playing in your Christmas experience, it makes it different, you know? Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. There's, when you have someone in your family who is struggling with an alcohol dependency, or my dad always says like, you're not an alcoholic and then you're cured. You're an alcoholic for life. Mm-hmm. And the recovery is linear. It's not linear. Sometimes you'll be doing really well and, you know, having good days and feeling like you're on top of it. And sometimes you won't. Mm-hmm. And like you've just as someone like related to someone or like lo- who loves someone who's struggling, you've just got to be aware of that. And Christmas can be a trigger you know, for quite a lot of alcoholics because there's so much drink around. It can mean like a lot of, like a lot, a lot of people, um, alcoholism is triggered by stuff like they're feeling under pressure. They're feeling anxiety. They're not very social and all that. So it can be a really difficult time, mate. So I do, I do feel for you in that sense. Aaron, the other day, he put Christmas music on in in the car and I was like, oh, this is comfortable with it. And I was like, I just have to explain to you like kind of, Christmases that I've had and as you said like the difficulties that triggers and stuff around it and he's like okay that's cool you know so yeah it is difficult but I think you know it's just unfortunately it's completely out of your control as a kid like I I was quite independent I was strong I was like no I can save him and I can save our family and we you know everything can be everything you want to believe when you're that age mate you want to believe you can fucking save them of course you do yeah, exactly. And then, but then it's not true. Then everyone goes, well, I, I think I can help him. And I'm like, okay, well, you, like, do you know what I mean? It's like, all right, you can try it, but please, like, you know, you, but at the end of the day, the truth of the matter is you just want the best for that person. You want them to get better. You want them, but it, unfortunately, it's completely out of your control, which is what, what we have to accept as children dealing with any alcoholics in our family. It's just that, you know, you, you, you put the pressure on yourself to, heal the family and be the glue and keep everyone together and heal that person. But unfortunately it's out of your control. It's out of their control. It's the demon that takes over. So how is your dad doing now then, mate? Yeah, he's okay. I think he's good. Like, you know, like I said, there's, you know, it's still there. It's still present, but we just want the best for him. That's all we want. We want him to be as well as he can be. And we want him to be around us as much as possible because when he is on good form, he's the best person to be around. He's so funny. Like me and him, we have like a friend relationship where we just take the piss out of each other. We all like play pranks on each other. (laughs) That's our relationship. So let's just hope and pray that everything is going to be how we want it to be. Yeah, I've got, again, mate, I feel like it's fucking me catchphrase this episode, but I've got everything crossed for you. I know, I know how, um, I know how it feels. Definitely. Um, do you think, Lass, it's like your dad's issues with alcohol have had any effect on your relationship with alcohol? 
do you know what? I don't actually know, which is the truth, because yeah. I do like alcohol. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, babes. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love tequila. I love having a good time. I'm really sociable, sociable, but I just don't know if that has affected, like, me. I'm not sure. Like, that's the honest answer. Yeah. But I just, I do like going out. <laughs> but then going out and having a good time is not normally um a characteristic of an alcoholic be and you know that yourself like it's when the doors are closed and you're keeping secrets and you know that's um that's more I know every alcoholic's different but that's sort of more when there's a concern you know it sounds to me as though like you're just like having a nice time mate so I've actually thought about it whilst you've been talking and I'm like back in the day I think when I was younger um I did kind of drink to blank out stuff yeah um and just to forget about what was going on in the present moment but I definitely think my relationship with alcohol has changed obviously now I don't drink I'm pregnant (laughs) and I'm fine with that (laughs) you know what I mean like before my mum used to be like I used to get blackout drunk you know I used to like mask my pain with alcohol but you know recently apart from being pregnant like I definitely feel like I have much more control and I just like go out and have a good time like go out for a nice meal drink some nice wine and just yeah. to be present in the moment but before in the past I probably used to like get a bit blackout and yeah. forget about my problems <laughs> but you know like god we've all been guilty of that be like you're not the first and you certainly won't be the last two of like two of sort of maybe potentially abused alcohol but I will say it sounds to me as though like you've grown up you're also in a great place in your life surrounded by wonderful people and you know you don't need to take the edge off anything anymore you're just happy being present so I'm so pleased for your lass I'm looking forward to it let's not get let's not get it twisted I'm she's planning, I'm planning a little like welcome back to the world party for B you know after the pregnancy um oh, I wouldn't expect anything less lass I wouldn't expect anything like, less I was supposed to do like a baby shower and I was like actually let's uh let's switch this up a little bit because why don't we do a baby shower after the baby's born yeah so I'm with you. I, so what is that then? Like a, a, a welcome a bit, to the world. A welcome to the world party. Okay, I feel like that you may have you may be a genius. Yeah. You may just be a I genius. Know, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no, I want to enjoy this with everybody else because on my reveal we had like a big rave, glitter. You know, a glitter box, but we call it glitter top. And like, <laughs> I was having a good time. I was like, damn it, I'm really missing out here. I was like, no, 100 percent baby shower will be when the baby is here and I can enjoy myself. <laughs> I remember my sister's gender reveal, and I threw her a blinder, mate. Like it was all beautiful pastels, rainbow shades. Obviously, she found out she was having a girl, so she. Was thrilled in that respect like cupcakes massive cake like bar everything like gorgeous great big grazing board like it was just the duck's nuts right I felt like I'd <laughs> smashed it I mean uh, I think I got that from Australia actually but yeah it was the ducks it was amazing and um I remember saying oh, a couple of weeks later like we were all mortal by then I remember that, that was a fucking class night that wasn't it and she was like yeah for you, dickhead. She was, she was like, I was hot. So it was like summer, it was August. So she was like, I was sweating me tits off. I was hot. People were standing on me. Shit. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. So I think you might be onto something there, girl. Yeah. Chicken dinner or duck. 
<laughs> Before I let you go, gorgeous girl, because I'm sure you're very busy. Um, I have to. I have to get your secret too. So here at Vicky Patterson's Secret too, we always ask our gorgeous guests to give our lovely listeners a little pearl of wisdom. Um, and um, I'm just really impressed by how honest you've been, how forthcoming you've been with some of the potentially harder moments of pregnancy. Um, and I really hope you continue that into like when you be a mom and everything, because it's just so important that we see organic content on social media rather than just this like whitewashed perfect shite. Um, so I want to know what your secret is to doing pregnancy your way. Okay, so my secret to doing pregnancy my way would just be take every day as it comes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ride the wave. Every person's well, women's experience is different. Yeah. Um, know that you are not really in control of your own emotions and your body. Um, you are growing a human being in you. You are developing organs. Mad. All sorts of crazy shit in your body. <laughs> Give yourself a break, you know, and just realise that it is normal to have these doubts of like, is this really for me? Is this what yeah. I want? Because yeah. your life is changing, your body's changing. And, and it's scary. It's fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, scary. It is so scary. You don't know the outcome. I'm like, how? I can't even look after myself. I'm like, what am I going to do here? This is, this is tricky. This is a tricky situation. But, you know, I'll wing my way through life. I'm sure I'm going to wing my way through pregnancy. But just don't put pressure on yourself. Like, do not do it. Don't look at these picture-perfect scenarios and think that should be me. Because behind closed doors, it is a different situation. Just do you and take one step at a time. Baby steps, as they say. Oh, pun intended. (laughs) Gorgeous advice from a gorgeous (laughs) mama to be. Oh, mate, I'm so excited for you. And I can't wait to meet little B. I know, little B's coming. Time. <laughs> coming to a vagina near you 2023 <laughs> love it oh, well thank you so much for having me i feel like i've probably like oh, i've just been really honest but that's just how i roll that was absolutely well, guys, that was the absolutely fantastic Bianca Gascoigne. Um, I don't know about you, but I felt like I wasn't expecting that to be that honest, that brave, just that beautifully raw. You used to seeing her on Instagram, aren't you? And she just looks so gorgeous and confident and well put together. But it's lovely to see that, you know, everyone's human too. When everyone has their good days and bad days and sometimes people who you'd least expect it struggle. So, yeah, that was really lush from her. Um, and if anyone's going through something similar, I hope that made you feel like, you know, you are normal and you're not alone. Can't, oh, that's going to be one good little baby, isn't it? Genetically blessed. Um, Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2, another episode in the bag. If you are loving listening to it um, as much as I am loving making it, then please continue to spread the word about it. You know, tell your mates, leave a review, do all of the lovely podcasty things. And please don't forget that we have a YouTube now. Um, if you prefer to consume your content on, on a more visual platform, that is the place for you. Um, love you guys and have the absolute best week. You deserve it. <laughs>